A long time ago, there was a younger brother who had it all. Money, clothes, food, servants, a massive home, but he didn't earn any of it himself. It was all given to him by his dad. And one day, he decided to strike out on his own. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in wild living. Hey Ascent, uh, I am so glad that you're joining us today. And I just want to start by saying it just feels so strange to not be with you and uh, we miss you. We miss you guys so much. If you're new to our church, we're just a relational church. We, uh, it's a good sized church, but we uh, care about each other like a family does. And so it feels so odd to not be together here on Easter Sunday. But I wanna tell you guys, there's this little phrase on our website that just says, the world has changed, but there's hope. And that is so true today. And so I wanna dive in and I am just praying that this time will bring hope to you. I wanna start by telling you a story about a time where I was absolutely terrified. Uh, when I was 19 years old, some friends and I decided that we were gonna hike down into the Kings River Canyon in the Sierra Nevada in California. And we, we had to hike down this like rock slide that was forever. We got these huge backpacks on, we walk all the way down, we get to the river and we're going there because we've heard there's a secret canyon down there, okay? This canyon that has cliff jumping, it has big fish, and so we've got our fly rods and we get down there and we actually find it. We see this little kind of area that goes back to the canyon, except there's a problem. Uh, we walk up to the river and we gotta cross it and there's this super dangerous river cross, the only way we can find a cross. And so we go up to it and there's this rock that you've gotta stand on. And guys, I'm telling you, there are rapids there that you have to jump over onto another rock. And I'm not just talking about like little ripply rapids. I'm talking about like you're going to die rapids, okay? Rapids going, there's rocks down there. We're looking at this going, oh my gosh. And, and we finally look at each other. We're like 19. We look at each other and go, guys, is this actually worth it to like risk our lives for fish and cliff jumping? Is this like worth this, this risk? Um, yeah, it's worth it. So we, we get up there and I go last uh, for whatever reason. And I like to say that the rock was a little slippery because the guys got it wet. So I get on the rock. You can't get a running start because the river's behind you too. Stand on this rock and I jump. And sure enough, I slip. My foot goes out. I get going. My head kind of goes forward. I'm over the rapids and I'm looking down and I'm like, oh, I know I'm not going to make it. And sure enough, my head hits the rock, boom. And I just kind of hold on. My shoulders are up here, my arms are up here. And immediately my legs just go down into the current. And the first thing I do is I try to pull myself up, but I've got a net, a fishing net on my back that's on a bungee cord. And when I hit the rock, the bungee cord released and the bungee cord got wrapped around my left leg and the net is attached to the underside of the rock. And I absolutely cannot move. I am stuck. You guys, I was terrified. And I'm sitting there trapped with like no sense or hope of self-rescue. The guys are gone already. I'm trapped with no hope of self-rescue. Okay, now pause for a second. I'm gonna 
get back to the story in a second. I know you're worried about me if I made it or not, so, but I'm going to get back to the story. But I want to repeat that phrase for a second, trapped with no hope of self-rescue. Maybe some of us feel that way right now, right? With the way the world's going and the virus and everything going on, we're trapped with no hope of self-rescue. That's how it feels right now. Ironically, in this weird way, it's actually the description that the Bible has of human beings from the very beginning of time, trapped with no hope of self-rescue. I, I want to um, give you a word that I think is so important to understand Easter. And it's maybe not a word that you're expecting here with this, but if you don't understand truly this word, it's so difficult to actually get the joy of today. And the word is this word sin. Guys, you can grow up in church, you can be in church your whole life, and you can still not fully grasp what that word actually means, right? It is not just, I lied, I cheated, I'm mean, I hate my neighbor's dog. Like it's it, Okay, yeah, but it's something much bigger. It's a condition. It's a state of who we are. It's like this umbrella that kind of comes over us and defines us. It's this idea that we all say to God, you know what? Thanks, but I think I'm going to try this whole life thing on my own. That's sin. And what happens with sin is we end up trapped with no hope of self-rescue. Now, some of you guys are looking at this going, this guy's like ruining my Easter. Why? I just want to talk about like, uh, you know, great thing. I don't want to be depressed by this. Stick with me, okay? If we don't understand actually some of the bad news, okay, around this idea around sin, we can't possibly understand the good news of Easter. You can't possibly understand the joy of Easter. It is like that story that Mo and Aisha are telling about this kid who runs away from home, who's got a father who loves him, but he says, you know what, I just kind of want the money. I just want to go. I want to try this on my own. I don't need you anymore. And so runs away. It could be a daughter. It could be a son. It's us. That is who we are. We are runaways who get away from home. All of us. Guys, Romans 3, this uh, passage in the Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Every single one of us is a runaway. And the wages of sin, what we get for it is death. This actual kind of spiritual separation from God. We're now in a foreign land. We're now stuck on a rock. We're away from God and we cannot help ourselves. No amount of church attendance or being good or whatever is going to change that fact. We're all in the same boat together, but not every one of us responds in the same way. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him and the man set him into his fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, at home even the hired servants have food enough to spare. And here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. I love that line. He came to his senses. He woke up. He said, what am I doing? 
I'm eating pig food. I'm away from my dad who loves me. And he decides to cry out. Guys, I'm stuck on that rock. My legs are swinging downstream. You want to know what's so bad? I, the first thing I thought was, I can't let the other guys see me. Like, I, if I'm going to die, at least I die with some dignity. These guys, you know, don't realize that um, I needed help. And, and so I don't cry out. My first thought is just, I'm going to help myself. I don't want to be embarrassed. And I'm sitting there. And then I start wondering, well, are they actually going to respond anyway? Because guys don't wait. Guys are gone. They're already off. You know, and so I'm just sitting there. Are you tired? Are you feeling like you're that person, maybe you're on that rock, or maybe you've wandered away from home, or you feel alone from God, or you've been running on your own energy now for your whole life. You've said to God, you know, God, I'm going to put you on the back burner, or God, I'm going to go my own way. Are you tired, and are you ready to come home? Are you ready to cry out? That's what actually makes a difference between people. Some people cry out. Guys, for centuries, the church has cried out. Individuals have cried out to God. But the church has cried out by singing as a group. God, do you see me? Do you hear me? Will you take me home? I want you to hear this song. This song maybe today for you could be even a prayer. Everybody wants change. Nobody wanna change though. Nobody wanna pray till they got something to pay for. Everybody wants change. Nobody wanna change though. Nobody wanna pray till they got something to pay for. I look into the sky. father and while he was still a long way off his father saw him coming filled with love and compassion he ran to his son embraced him and kissed him his son said to him father I have sinned against both heaven and you I am no longer worthy of being called your son 
But his father said to the servants, quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with the feast. For this son of mine was dead and has returned to life. He was lost, but now he was found. So the party began. So flashback to that rock, you guys, I'm about to lose it. I'm terrified and I'm, you can only like flirt with death for so long. And finally I start to go, I've got to cry out. And at first it was just this little whimper. Uh, my friend uh, Fleet was the closest one. And I just said, Fleet. And finally, Fleet. And I'm getting louder, Fleet, Fleet. And finally he turns around and he sees me and his, he goes, huh? He looks at me and he starts running at me. And I will never forget his hand coming down. And all of a sudden, I don't know how he did it. All of a sudden I'm like on the rock and I'm out of the water and I'm rescued. I was trapped with no hope and now I'm rescued. You guys, that's the story of that son coming home to the father. He's trapped. He has no rights. He's got no way that he can say to the dad, I, I deserve to be taken back. He's got nothing and he knows it. All he's got is crying out to his dad saying, will you, will you take me back? He doesn't just cry, do you see me down here? He says, will you forgive me? And that's what he does. He comes home and he's met with rescue. He's met with open arms. Guys, Easter, Easter is the rescue mission of God. Easter is that moment where God says, yes, you've wandered away. Yes, you've gone out on your own and I'm bringing you home. Easter is that incredible moment that there is hope. The cross is Jesus' arms spread wide open with nails in them saying, the wages of sin is death. Well, that's fine because I'll take it all on myself so that you can come home. Those open arms on the cross mirroring those open arms of the father for that kid who comes back. Guys, the cross of Jesus is that hand that comes down and grabs you off the rock. The cross is really the proof that this is a God who is present, who cares, who's not distant, doing something on his own. Guys, Easter is the proof that Jesus is king over death, that this isn't a fairy tale, that this isn't a guy who's just a self-help author, who's got some nice ethical things to say, Jesus is the one who has conquered death and because he's done that, he actually can offer life to us. He can pull you off that rock today into his arms. You guys, Jesus didn't open his arms on a cross so that he could fold his arms when you decide to cry out and come home. The story of Easter is hope, the rescue mission of God. For God so loved the world, you, me, your neighbors, your friends, your family, your enemies, the whole world that he gave his one and only son, his only child, so that whoever believes in him, whoever cries out to him, whoever says, God, do you see me down here? Will you forgive me? Whoever believes in him will have life that doesn't end and he's the one who can offer it. Guys, Easter is the rescue mission of God. Guys, I want you to listen to another song. Soak this one in. Enjoy this today. This is what we're talking about when you talk about this hope.
Guys, when I came up onto that rock, you know, the first thing I did, I collapsed. I just fell over onto the bank. And I just, all I could say was, thank you. Catching my breath, thank you, thank you. Oh my God, thank you. Guys, maybe today on Easter, we realize this idea that we've been trapped without hope of self-rescue. Maybe our words today are just, thank you, thank you. Oh my God, thank you. I realize how my life was so far off from what it should have been. 
I realized the predicament that I was in. I realized that sin is something that is so challenging for us to overcome that God would have to come himself on earth to die on a cross and rise again from the grave. That's a pretty big solution it tells you about the size of the problem. Thank you, God, thank you. Maybe that's our prayer today. For some of us, maybe for some of us, it's just, I don't know that I believe this. This all sounds like a fairy tale, or maybe you do. And maybe you're looking at the world right now going, well, I kind of believe in God, but this seems like uh, he's absent right now. So where are you at? You guys, if that's where you're at, that's the, that every person should be asking those questions right now. Everyone should be. I want to invite you to something with that. We're going to actually start something next week called Alpha. It is the best thing I know that you can start asking any question that you want where anything goes with no kind of weird Christianese shame kind of thing going on. It's not cheesy. It's just a great opportunity with other people to ask real questions. I hope you will consider getting involved in Alpha. Maybe the other thing is next week, we're going to start a new series that's just called Where You At? And we're going to spend a few weeks wrestling with God over what is going on in the world right now. And God, where are you at? I want to invite you to that. Engage. Get in the game. Guys, maybe for some of you, you're like, you know what? I've been on the rock long enough now. I've been on my own long enough now. I've been trying to live in my own power for my whole life, and I am ready to come home. You guys, if that's you, I want to pray in a moment, and I want to pray a homecoming prayer that it's time to come home. And what I want you to remember today is this. Guys, the world has changed, but there is a hope that never will. So God, take us home. Bring us home to you. With open arms, greet us. Pull us off that rock where we're on our own. And God, for some of us today, it is just those two words, thank you, that we want to say. And for others of us, it's, God, do you see me down here? Will you take me back? Will you forgive me? God, would you hear us wherever we're at today? We love you. We trust you. We thank you that you rose again from the dead because, God, there is hope in that. Amen. He is risen, Jesus just as he said he would. The tomb couldn't block him, the guard couldn't stop him, not even death could hinder him from rising on the third day. The power of sin was broken. He is risen. This was God's plan from the beginning. He sent his son not to condemn the world, but to save the world. While we were yet sinners, while we were yet unbelievers, Christ died for us. It's always been his mission to save mankind from their sinful condition, to offer eternal life, to offer abundant life, to bring light to the darkness, hope to the hopeless. Jesus overcame the world and he is king over death. He is risen, just as he said he would. He is risen. Lay hold to this truth. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is alive in you. You are not alone. You are not forgotten. You are loved. You are victorious. Your cry has been heard. Hold on to God's unchanging hand and to his eternal word. Even now, we rejoice at this good news. 
His arms were open for you on the cross then, and even now, His arms are wide open for you. He is risen. <laughs>